Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey guys, you've downloaded our podcast. Hope you had a great Easter. If you're back on the podcast after the Easter break. Do you all have a good Easter? Was the Easter bunny good to you guys? Yeah, man. There's so much chocolate in our house. Yeah. Mm. Easter bunny needs to calm down. Our kids don't really like it that much. They don't really. It's the excitement. Which they still get it, but they don't eat it. Yeah, we've just, they haven't eaten any of it. They had like, uh, that morning, they all had probably about two and then that's it. They've never asked for them. So some of the, we had a good Friday, like, little party with my family mm. and then Did we went with Esther's no family. Uh, yeah. Yeah, seafood, seafood, seafood yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to know, what did you cook meat? Friday night? I, pull, I did a pulled pork, chips, loaded fries and a um, roast pork. You're going to hell. Yeah. Did you if ask that's anyone? that's a reason to go to hell, <laughs> at least the pork crackling will be good. <laughs> what? You didn't ask anyone? No. I was cooking for everyone. They can shut up. Oh, I wouldn't have eaten uh, that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even it's interesting, Good Friday, for even people even, who have no interest in religion will still follow that. My mom is atheist and she still doesn't eat meat on Good Friday. No, not yeah. me. Uh, You're straight into it. Mm-hmm. Only because I love seafood. It's a great excuse. Yeah, yeah. We did um, baked fish oh, nice. and prawns. <gasps> well, I was like, I'm not going to get prawns. And then I just cooked salmon. And then Scotty was like, i got a surprise for you and brought out a big box Man, of prawns. Bingo. I went, well, you eat my salmon because I'm not eating that. <laughs> there you go. What's the theory? That Jesus fed people with fishes, loaves and fishes on that day? or Let me look that up Well, for Friday you. is the day that he was nailed to the cross and so he died for to, our yeah, sins. sins. Mm-hmm. So he saved you. Um, and then this Sunday is the day he rose. Yes. So three days later, comes out of the tomb. Yes, but why, so why the fish? Something to do with the day he died. Uh, okay. Abby's going to Google and know, give you the, a, the proper scripture. It's a tradition that we sort of don't do. The Holy Day also marks the final Friday of Lent. That's right. The 40-day Catholic uh, observance in which Catholics People used to give up meat for Lent. From eating meat on mm. Fridays. Yeah, so they don't eat meat on Fridays mm. or during Lent because Good Friday is a day that um, Christians observe their saviour, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross, abstaining from meat is a recogni- recognition of his sacrifice. So Lent and then did... we never say that fish is meat. Mm. So it's like mm. that's what came mm. tradition is. Mm. The, um, yeah, traditionally it would be Lent's changed over the years, obviously, mm. as more vices come into the world. Mm. That's right. That's what it is. I didn't listen much in religion class. Mm. So occasionally someone will tell me something and I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is true. Plus, I don't eat seafood, so that's out for me. You could have a any. Yeah, you, know, you do eat some seafood. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat any seafood. Just a little bit. My little friends bit. who don't eat seafood does make me laugh. They don't like seafood like you, but they're like, "Oh, I'm severely allergic." And I was like, oh, "Just say you don't like it." Yeah. Because I never wanted to to be served. Or they want more options. Yeah. See, I don't like it fresh. I like it in like a curry or like if you put a big old Thai sauce or something on it on. Things I will like curried prawns. I like. No, oh, I just like any seafood. But I can't just eat it like raw. No, I mean not. For I'd say, would you call it fresh? Because mm. it's not raw. Yeah, I do. Cooked, oh, but, but yeah. I eat it raw though. Like I love sashimi. A raw prawn, not prawn, but sashimi. I like kingfish, which is do that. Yeah, right. Um, oh, yeah, I had that on the weekend. Actually. And tuna nice. is beautiful. Tuna. You ever yeah. done raw oh, steak? you haven't had raw tuna. <gasps> raw tuna. Oh. When I go to my father-in-law's, he goes out and gets a tuna. He says he. Gets it himself. Is there any way to cook it, to catch it down at Victor Harbour, South Australia? Yeah, yeah. Heaps of tuna down there. I never know whether he lies. He says every morning he goes out and gets it fresh on the boat. 
um, when we get there. And it's, yeah, it's just amazing. That's no, the guy who sells it's on a boat. Um, Port not Lincoln, where I went. Yeah. That's all the tuna money. Yeah, but that's Victor Harbour. It's not it swims up a little bit. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever tried raw meat, like beef? No. That's lovely. No, I can't do that. I've tried. It's really nice. And it's in vinegar, so it's kind of cooked. The have vinegar sort of cures chicken? it. Oh. Yeah, I love my chicken rare. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can't do it. It's really nice. Now, the beef I haven't got my head around, but fish mm. I do quite a bit. Just put, And especially if you put it on like a vinaigrette, kind of like cooks straight Yeah, away. the vinegar sort of cooks it a little bit. <gasps> Getting hungry now. Mm, let's wrap this up. What are you cooking us? <laughs> uh, don't. So does that mean you, you, no one's eating fish at your house ever again? Because um, you cook every night now. No, cat eats salmon, uh, a lot of salmon. For, does she um, cook it? Yeah, but she has it for lunch. What do you get if you're having fish and chips for dinner? Um, Chicken roll? No, potato scallops. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. But then it's just chip chip. Yeah. Mm. I love See, I, try, I, I have to have oh, fish just... twice a week for your brain. The kids love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what my mum did and now I'm fucking doing it. I'm sorry, excuse my language. All right, time to get smart. Eat your fish fingers. Yes. That's real fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the tails all whizzed up. Uh, all right, guys, here we go. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hello, Brisbane. The stars have aligned for us to be together. Gemini's. That's you, Abby. Leo, that's you, Matt. And Stav, I don't know what you are, Stav. Stav, you're an Aquarius. That's right. Yes, you are. Um, I, You know when you say those dream jobs when you're growing up, like a marine biologist to look after dolphins? Mm. And another one I always thought would be really cool would be um, an interior designer. Oh, yeah. Like I'm an interior designer. And well, I you... walk around just with fabrics and I just I shop for furniture and I put it all together. And you I'm don't so even need bad credentials, at it, but I love though. it. People yeah, you do, pe- man. People, well, you, you can. You online course. I've just started. But people call themselves uh, interior designers mm. sometimes and you're like... Mm. Well, all you need is a good portfolio, don't you've got, you? You've just got Pinterest and Instagram. Yeah, but then you put it all together. Oh, that's true. You are good at it. What are you talking about? Even if I gave you Pinterest and Instagram, you still can make faults. It's all about like, um, you need 60, yeah, Mm. (laughs) 60, 30, 10 rule, man. What's that? So when you walk into a room, it should be like 60% of one, like let's just say colour, and then 30% of something else, and then that 10% of pop colour. Ah, yeah. so t- the 10% bullshit at the end. No, Makes like a bright, a bright colour. No, feature no, no, wall. that would not be 10%. Purple. Depends be 10%. how big the wall Remember, <laughs> remember when feature walls came the thing and you'd be walking to a white house and then you'd turn the corner yeah. and there'd be, be like, like an aubergine wall yeah. and you'd be like, what the hell is that? It's feature wall. Feature you know what's wall, really back is wallpaper. Yes, People are loving wallpaper yeah. and you can just rip it down now. You mm. don't have to wait for it. But how's this? So there is an interior designer that's gone, mm, yeah, you know what? One step further. I'm going to tell you how you should interior design, especially your bedroom, depending on your star sign. Oh, love it. Did you so, tune out? No, I'm still here. All right. So what star sign gets mirrors on the roof? <laughs> Aquarius. <laughs> probably the Leo. That's probably... <laughs> no, just because you're full of yourself. Uh, Aquarius. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Aquarius, the most important thing to remember is bringing out the neutral elements. Mm. So you're a star sign who loves to be independent, free-spirited, and one with nature. So you need to think about your favourite outdoor space would be, which you talk about your deck non-stop. Yeah. I lived out there on my, on my week. He loves his deck. Yeah. So there you go. That, Can't kick you out. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like his deck as much as he likes his deck. That's true. So <laughs> she doesn't look at it as much. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you keep showing her. Uh, so this star sign would like to have plants in their bedroom as well. Do you have plants? No. Well, we don't talk about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. 
Oh, <laughs> hydro. No, no, it's not it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Well, that's what you're implying. That, that glowing is actually a lava lamp. <laughs> I don't, don't know open what that star door. sign has that. <laughs> don't open that door. No, we don't have any plants in the in the bedroom. Don't have oh. any plants in the in the house. Oh, they're saying like if you're a cancer star sign, then you should definitely not do bright colours. Okay. Um, you need to do um, traditional ones and cosy and warm elements because that will make you feel more in your space. You're a Leo. Yeah. So known for being dramatic and full of flair. Yeah. Yep. So you want a unique and completely different space that in- completely embodies their personal style. So bring in old Hollywood vibes to your bedroom. I've just realised this is pointless because none of you organised your bedroom, did Correct. it? Correct. You might be in the wrong space because your wives did it. No, I do. I do all the interior. Exactly. The wives do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Yeah. yeah I, don't pick, I don't bring Are you nothing. a hectic wife like a hectic mum or not? Uh, yeah, that's for do other you plan people to your judge. breakfast? Do you plan your dinner the night before? Yep. Yeah, right. That's it. Um, what is your beautiful wife then? She's born in September. Can you give me more details? 22nd of September. Uh, so that would be. You don't know what star sign your wife is? No. Huh. When no. is she 22nd? 22nd of September. Is that a, is that a Virgo? I don't know, mate. Yeah, tell I don't know. Um, let me Google it. Yes, I don't know. Virgo, she's right on the cusp. Yeah. She's yeah. right in the castle. No, she's a Virgo. Yeah, so Virgos thrive on clean and organised spaces. Mm. They focus on declutter yep. their bedroom, uh, followed well, by true. a minimalistic style. Yep, I think simple and style space with greys, mm. plants, and neutral elements. They often like lots and lots of white. Yeah, and it looks crisp, clean, and fresh. That's your house. That is our that house. Is your house. Yeah. And, and it's even worse when people are coming to visit. I get like we have the three-week lead-up to it where everything gets put in mm. its place. Mm. We came home from a weekend in Sydney, had this great weekend, hung over as anything yesterday. First thing when she walks in the house is she pulls all the covers off the couches and starts washing them. Mm. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I can see a stain. Mm, yeah. You get in there and clean that out. mirror, please. Get up. <laughs> get up there. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. Mm, you know, it's a Monday when we do this, getting back to work, getting into your serious mind. What you can say in the bedroom and another scenario, get it out of your system, because sometimes it makes you giggle. Today it's at the footy. Ah. So you can say it in the bedroom and you can also say it at the footy, like, ball. <laughs> you kind of scream it, actually, don't you? Mm. Ball! <clears throat> hey, grab us a pie, will you, doll? Mm, I was there on the weekend. Mm. There are five girls on that one girl. <laughs> five of them? Mm-hmm. Mm. Girl on girl. Coach, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> All right. Uh, for starters, mm-hmm. wrong way. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'll write that down. I thought Good. I'd let you get, I thought I'll leave you to it. <laughs> there might be some method. Yeah. He this knows madness. what he's doing. Am I not supposed to be using my hands? No. It all depends no. on what code we're playing, Oh, that I guess. is so true, isn't mm, it? Yeah. yeah. You're like real football football. Mm. Should I go for it behind? up to you. Do you always have to check with your mates to what you should do? Look at you. You're filthy. <laughs> covered in it. You're bloody covered. Uh, Everywhere. Can I get a rub down? Mm. Give us a squirt of that water, please. Should we have a minute silence for Tommy Radonikus <laughs> before we start? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Piss off, Gowan! Get out! <laughs> get out. 13, 10, 16. Oh, this is going to be a fun one, I can tell. Christy is ironically at the Gabba. What can you say in the bedroom and at the footy, Christy? 
<laughs> I'm going to score tonight. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, good one. A bit presumptuous. Yeah. You might not. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She's keen. Huh? Yeah. She's, a, she's a chick. If a chick wants to score, mm. she'll score. If a guy goes out like, I'm picking up tonight. You're like, mm. I was talking about the footy. Mm. You can't guarantee uh. that you're going to score in a game of football. Yeah, and because the game's about innuendo, I took it that way. <laughs> took it what way? Uh, 13, 10, 60. <laughs> uh, don't be shy, guys. Mel and Dakabin, what can you say in the bedroom and at the football? Uh, it's been a bit one-sided so far. Mm. Yes. It can always, be one-sided. Yes. But then sometimes the team's just better, you know? Yeah, you never... oh. Oh. Sorry, Mel, you're gone. <laughs> Aaron and Redcliffe, what can you say in the bedroom and at the football? Come on, sit it on my head. <laughs> can you? <laughs> well, yeah. Guess if you're going for the catch, yeah. you want it to, you oh, want, you yeah, want it to be right there. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right, right. Unless you're doing a like your soccer on your head. Yeah, head it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. People that do it on their head are amazing. What is it called? A header. It is just mm. a header. Yeah, mm. a header. Yeah. Have you ever done because it? A header. Mm. No, I never, I never played soccer. No. You're just gonna get the right positioning. To... Take your word for that one. Yeah. Isn't it scary though when a ball flies at your face? Mm, it is. But well, then you just got to use it. the right part of your head. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 13, 10, 60, guys. What can you say in the bedroom and at the football? Colin in Slacks Creek. Hey, how you going? Very good. <laughs> what can you say yeah, in both scenarios? Uh, yeah, you could say hit it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Hit, hit it. Hit it. Short to the point. Mm-hmm. Hit it. It. Dylan, what can you say in the bedroom and at the footy? I had a hand on my balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gina, what do you got for us? Get it in. Sorry. Get it in. Get it in. Get it in. Get it in. And Kate in Kalanga, what can you say in the bedroom and at the football? Oh, what a cock up! Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A really interesting story uh, was in the papers yesterday, and I would love to hear from anyone if they have found out something on Ancestry.com because mm-hmm. you always go, oh, my God, would I have siblings out there? Because that's a possibility. You spit in the tube, you send it to them, mm-hmm. and they come up with different matches. And the more people are doing it, the more you're going to find things. That's Illegitimate children, I imagine. Is that what always. you're scared of? No. Okay, but <laughs> Shannon... Asking for a friend. <laughs> Shannon, you and your partner, Lisa, you've got uh, five beautiful children and they're all by uh, the same donor who's now been known as the serial number 188. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, a, a very attractive profile, they were saying. Um, oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah, right. <laughs> but when did you get contacted by someone out of the blue that had used Ancestry? Oh, probably uh, last week, mm. actually. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I was just uh, lying in bed and I checked my phone. I had a message on Instagram and it was from a 19-year-old who um, had appeared on Ancestry.com. She'd contacted me through there, but I hadn't I hadn't seen the message. And so she found me on Instagram. And it turns out that she's um, a donor sibling for my kids. And what was her thought process? Why was she reaching out to you? Um, because she had wanted to find out more information about her own um, biological origin. Right. She has two mums as well and um, was really interested in getting in touch with, with anyone else who had the same donor as her. Because now, what's the limit on, on kids you can have as a donor? Is there only... <laughs> like, you can't have uh, 4,000 children as a donor, can well, you? Well, this is the question that, that's caused a lot of... Um, uh, 
discomfort for us because we found out that there's now about 50 for who right. um, from our donor. So, that's a lot of Christmas uh, presents. That, yeah, yeah, that's well, a lot. We, we just didn't expect so many, that's all. Shannon, I know this sounds a bit strange to say, but are you, when there's such a large amount and maybe there's more out there, you, we always say Brizzy's a big country town, but do you get concerned about them crossing paths and not knowing that they're related? Look, I do. Um, more as they get older, yeah. I think. Just with that many around, um, it, you know, the pond that we're in in particular is quite small, mm. um, given that, you know, my kids have two mums and a lot of donor kids come from families with um, same-sex parents. Mm. Um, and I, I just think it's really important that, well, my kids, for example, know that, that they need to find out um, the background of anyone that they're interested in starting a relationship with and um, they need to be informed. That's crazy that you have to think of that though, Shannon, now. And I guess you and your partner, Lisa, might have known that they're more out there, but not this amount. Not this amount, no. Right. And the, the teenager that contacted you, have they contacted the, the donor? Because after a certain age, if you're of legal age, you might be able to request? Our donor actually didn't wish to have any contact, right. Um, right. which we, we asked for a donor that was able to be contacted and somewhere along the way it got a bit confused and we ended up with this donor who's not willing to have any contact, which mm. we've made our peace with now. We have yep. five beautiful children. At the same time, um, it's, it's made it, you know, there's, there's issues around that mm. because ultimately we believe that everyone's got a right to know their biological origins. So this is probably the next best thing, I guess. He could be listening right now. Yeah, because yeah, he lives in Brisbane. Well, yeah. 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 If, he I mean, could be. Imagine, yeah. they, and if so, uh, then yeah. we we respect his privacy. We are very, yeah. very grateful to him. And no matter what, you know, if that's his wishes, then so be it. How far away did the teenager live that contacted you? She was conceived in and born in Brisbane, mm. but her family moved to Melbourne. Right. So okay. she's still in Melbourne now. Mm-hmm. So there's fi- did you say 50 that they know? Five of? zero. Five yes. zero. And do you think, I know this, uh, like the description of it, <laughs> description of him sounds quite nice. And I guess oh, it's... Lo- lovely blonde hair, blue eyed Athletic surfer. surfer yeah. Only drinks on yeah. Saturday nights. Easy going. <laughs> interested in science and maths. Like, Keep like, in mind, this was, you know, 20 something years ago that he's written this profile. So he could be completely different now. Ugly, <laughs> yeah, balding. That's, right. that's exactly right. He, you know, drank more than just a Saturday night. He probably does he now. Well, especially because he was donating when he was, you know. In his prime. In his pretty much prime. prime. Yeah. 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 So, and because the other thing is now, he could also have. His own children. Well, they're saying he does have yeah, one, he does child. Have one yeah. child. I think. Yeah. So that I yeah. mean, you might end up tracking him down through that link if that child was ever to, mm. you know, Dad, why, why are you letting me have Snapchat and TikTok, but I can't be on Ancestry.com? Why are you <laughs> so weird about it? Look, ultimately, we you can't make someone have contact with yeah. you anyway. No, so that's right. That's, that's his privacy is very important to us too. So, yeah, you're grateful um, for your family, of course. Exactly, mm. exactly. My, my sister and her wife have used a donor to have um, their son, and yeah, there's so many rules. Do they have? Will they be out of contact? Because theirs is from overseas. I don't. Yeah, yeah, theirs was overseas. I'm not sure whether they have agreement that they're allowed to contact. But they, and you would know most, more about this, Shannon. Well, most of the American ones do, um, and I think they're quite attractive because a you get so much information yeah. from the American donors, but also the laws changed in 2004 in Australia, so that means that now anyone who does uh, wish to donate has to be willing to be identified right. when the kids turn 18. Right. And 
and that does change things for people, um, unfortunately. But at the same time, just because they're willing to be identified doesn't then mean that they are willing to have an ongoing relationship. Yeah, good correct. point. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us, Shannon. Really appreciate no, it. No problem. Thanks very much, guys. Uh, good on you. And phones are open, 13 10 60. Um, have you found out something on this Ancestry.com website? Every week you hear about this that people find out that they're a descendant Have of Ned Kelly. Have you logged on for a while? Because we did it. <laughs> mm. no, I haven't hey, been on in ages. my profile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry in Brackenridge, what did you find out? Uh, so I am a donor-conceived person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have known since I was 12. I tried to go through the clinics to find out information on who my donor was and if I had any half-siblings and got the door slammed in my face, figuratively. Mm. Um, I went on to Ancestry in 2006 um, after a donor-conceived conference down in Melbourne um, talked about the, the you know the abilities of DNA testing to find out information, and I actually managed to work my way back from a fourth cousin in San Francisco <laughs> that I had matched with on my on my paternal side, and I actually traced all the way back through to Toowoomba. Um, our ancestors had come over from Penzance in Cornwall, wow. all the way through to Brisbane, and I found my donor who lived less than 10 kilometres away from me. Wow. Um, and since then have now also um, found five donor-conceived siblings as well. Wow. wow. And they, I mean, guess yeah. they're the people that have only really – had they been on Ancestry.com? Uh, so they have they have done their test, or um, one of them. We don't actually know who he is. We know who his son is. Okay. He has a mystery son that he doesn't know about. Mm. Um, and so they didn't actually know they were donor conceived until the age of thirty seven or thirty eight. So the whole rules back then of don't tell anybody, no one will ever find out, and anonymous donations is completely ridiculous, and it's it's gone. DNA testing has eliminated anonymity. Yeah. If I can find my donor from a fourth cousin, mm. you can find anybody. So anyone that promises anonymity now with, with donor conception is, is absolutely kidding themselves. Yeah. And is it um, true he, he loved it so much he donated twice a week for five years? Well, it's not that he loved it that much. He, he did it altruistically. Like, yeah. he, he had his own child at the time, went yeah. on to have another child later with his second wife. Um, he he wanted to help people have a family, obviously. He was doing yeah. it very, you know, with the best of intentions. Yeah. Um, and then they they said he had such a good sample that any time they would have someone that was difficult to get pregnant, <laughs> they would call him and say, hey, we're really struggling with this with this lady. Would you be able to come in? Oh so um, the donor-conceived people that I found, my half-siblings that I found, we're all quite early in the donation process. Mm. So he donated twice a week for five years from 1981. Um, and so we've only found, obviously, five of us so far. Um, so there, there could potentially be... Do the math. A lot a more lot out more. there. Imagine getting the call. They, like, they, they need you. You're Superman. Oh, he's not going to go. Honey, well, I'm going to be exactly out for a couple not. of hours. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You look Do you look like you siblings, <laughs> Kerry? Uh, my, so here's a crazy story. Mm. Um, one of the half-siblings that I've just matched with last year, um, we look so incredibly similar that when each of us was showing photos to our immediate family, they were like, her mum said, what are you sending me a selfie for? Wow. And and there are so many photos. And the two of us have actually just caught up last week with our with our third wow. half-sister. Mm. Um, and the similarities, not just in looks, but in our personality, mm. our, our characteristics, etc. The likeness is so insanely correct. Mm. Um, nature versus nurture argument, obviously. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it's fascinating in this sense. But we when- also share the exact same birthday. 
day, month, year. So we call ourselves Sperm Twins. Sperm Twins. <laughs> when he wow. answered the door, did he have one giant arm? And you're like, oh, it's him. Oh, it's wow. him. You are strong. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for sharing, Kerry. That's, That's fascinating. Right. That's crazy. I uh, appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Australia's biggest social experiment is back. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Ah, uh, Married at First Sight. It is uh, in its final days. It returns tonight, 7.30, Channel 9, the commitment ceremonies. Is that what they call the... What do they call yeah, the very last one? commitment ceremonies, aren't they? Yeah. Well, actually, we've got Georgia on from Married at First Sight. What is the very final uh, episode call where you come together and you say whether you're going to drop them like a hot meat pie or you're going <laughs> to stay together? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Um, that's... That's final vows. Final oh, vows. Final vows. That's right. That's like if you truly promise to be nice to them or not. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're going to be nice to me for the rest of your life or not? That's yeah. it, basically. <laughs> it's not much to ask for. That's right. Well, some people are saying, well, there's a lot of talk saying that you um, and Liam don't end up doing your final vows together, saying that you want to stay together. But I know you can't say that, but you, you're still friends now, aren't you? Because there's a lot of reports that you were on a dance floor together. It's even reported what song you were dancing to here in Brisbane. So you've, you've, <laughs> you're still friends? I can't tell you what happens. You've got to keep watching. But I can say that Liam forever will be an important person in my life. And um, like maintaining a good relationship is important to me. Mm. I mean, we see what's on the show, obviously, but there's been so much of you guys all party together and you go out. And there was that leaked video that you maybe accidentally posted. You didn't say it, but someone else said it about his sexuality, about your husband Liam's sexuality. The the video with Jason. Mm, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've... Yeah, that wasn't very good. I'm very um, you know, regretful of my participation in that. But I have um, you know, obviously apologized a lot, you know, and we've come past that. But yeah, it wasn't very good. We do have the audio, which we're going to play for people who don't know. So just hold tight. George's husband is full-blooded homosexual. He's ugly and chubby and doesn't go to the gym. He does not go to the gym. And Georgia is way hotter than him and batting batting way above his average. And she has to say, shut your mouth and get out of here in a couple of days. Wow. Did Did you have to give Liam the heads up or did he see about it online for the first time? Oh, look, it, like that happened back in December. Um, so I think at that point, no, it was it was never meant to be posted and it was only up for a couple of minutes, but it was long enough for, you know, someone to screen record it, which yeah, doesn't make it okay, yeah, but yeah. it was just, you know, it was never intended to cause hurt. And, you know, again, very regretful about it. But, um, yeah, that was pretty much what happened. Do you give, um, with your, like, Instagram, there's a lot of photos that go up and they've got the watermark of Married at First Sight. So they're obviously the photos that they take and then they send them to you requesting you to post? Yeah, well, we get a bunch of photos as options and then right. we get to choose which photos we want in our captions um, each night. Because with your husband, he, he was open in saying that he was bisexual um, yeah. when you first first got married. But did you have a? Did you guys have a conversation around whether he liked men or women more? Uh, on our honeymoon, mm. we talked about sexual partners, mm. and sort of that was my, you know, opportunity to explore that a little bit. And um, that was when we had the conversation that he was more, you know, female to male. And then um, on our final date, um, again, it, we just discussed it a little bit more in detail, and it was sort of like, are we going to be monogamous, or is you know? 
there's something that we're going to build some boundaries around mm. um, so that you can have what you need. So we did have a couple. Of, we did have some of those discussions for sure. And Bryce. Um, Bryce. Bryce. <laughs> Bryce. Do you, all honesty, okay, we, we, yeah. we want your absolute honest answer. Yeah. Is he putting on a show? Is he trying to make himself famous and get more screen time? Or is that genuinely who you think he is as a person? Oh, uh, well, I mean, what I, what I think about Bryce, I, like, I just think, you know, when he, when he gets under pressure and, you know, people have opinions on things, he, he just gets a bit defensive and then maybe doesn't handle himself in particularly the best way. Mm. Does he act um, like that off camera, yeah. I guess? Does he still say things that you go, oh, wait a minute, that comes across wrong? Well, I don't really know him that well right. because, You're one um, of you know, yep. we don't get to spend a lot of time with the other couples off camera. Mm. Um, and so I didn't really spend any time with him off camera. And yeah, so I don't really know. All I can, all I've seen is what you've also seen. Mm. Um, so yeah, but that's, that's what I think. You have to think it is him because if you wanted fame, you would represent yourself nicer. Yeah, but that you wouldn't get you wouldn't get as much screen time. Mm. That's how. That's how, Yeah, mm. yeah. It, so when you guys aren't filming, though, um, how many hours of the day do you spend with your partner with no cameras? Almost all the time with them. Oh, so right. okay, yeah, pretty much because yeah, you're filming all day, like mm. hours and hours and hours, or nights if it's the dinner parties. And then, um, yeah, pretty much you're just sort of in your apartment hanging out with them. And then on the weekends, you're only really meant to be seeing each other. Yeah. So pretty much, yeah, it was just Liam and I for a, like a long, long time. God, after this, you, you're going to miss your cameraman after the yeah. show. Spend that much time with him. <laughs> Where's Ted? Because I just wondered too with Bryce's wife, he treats her horribly. But they're still out and it. about. Like on the weekend, they were just at Sydney having dinner. And I don't know if that stage or they are well, together. What, but then if I they're think. really in love, you don't have to post it, right? No, but see, this is what I think is mm, okay. maybe she's involved when the cameras You're are ready off. ready for this, Georgia? This, <laughs> this, is, my, this, is, this is his theory. theory. <laughs> all right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Cameras yeah. turn off. Yeah. <laughs> cameras turn off. They're alone. He said, yeah. they. I reckon they're both having conversations with, this is what we'll do. We'll get a lot of airtime. We'll be on the show as much as we can be. So then we're kind of known celebrity-ish people when we get off. Do you think they just have to Instagram followers as well to be able to get endorsements? I just can't see how she would put up with that if she wasn't chasing something else. But that's the issue with that. That's why currently there's a petition against Channel 9 for it. That It's it's a very toxic relationship. And a lot of people are being triggered going, that's what my partner does to me. And I've stayed in this relationship because of the way he We take it very personally. You can see here, Georgia. (laughs) Is that a possibility, do you reckon, Georgia, that she's chasing fame same way? Oh, God. Well, I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> Come on, just a yes or a no. You have to say yes or no. Look, I don't I don't know what the, you know, the intention is there, but what I can say is, like, you know, did you see Melissa's reaction uh, when Samantha came in at Girls' Night? She was heartbroken, and mm. you can't you can't act like that. Mm. Oh, um, like, they were real tears. So, you know, I, I do believe that there's, you know, genuine feelings there with those guys. Mm. Nah, I don't believe you're oh, right. <laughs> George, we're locking you that in, all right? Thank you so much. That is not the answer I wanted, so I'm not believing you. Oh, sorry. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the show, at least, being on it. Yeah. No, I loved it. Oh, my God. I had such, like, a positive experience. You know, it is what you make it. You know, you take it for what it is. And I I loved it. I had so much fun. It was, um, I learned a lot. Good on you. Keep doing pink, Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. Good on you. Nice to chat. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Box is worth 10 grand tomorrow, the 13th of April. Uh, here are your two answers for our game at 8 a.m. Nurse and Nesquik are two of them. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm thinking my kids are a bit stressful at the moment. You know that we went camping and had to go in the ambulance for a concussion. Yeah, five minutes there. in. For the five minutes, <laughs> and five then minutes. Finn gets the flops because he fell uh, off a scooter or something. My ambulance kids comes, just concussion. Won't keep still. They're moving 24 7. They won't even walk. My kids won't walk. They'll run and they'll jump or they'll skip, they'll hop. They just don't ever walk. It drives you insane, even walking back from the football. They both of them fell over because they're just they're wrestling all the time as well. But this didn't happen on my watch. It happened oh, here we go. <laughs> I, just want, I just want to make this clear. Yeah. I want to make this clear. No, but it just gave me a little bit of a... Mm-hmm. No, it happened at school, which he fell off... I which played. it shouldn't have. Where was the bloody teacher No, I tell you, actually, they were so amazing. When I rocked up, because he fell on his nose completely, and mm. when I rocked up, they were so beautiful, they'd even changed his top because there was too much blood, because, you know, it comes out of your nose. Yeah. And they didn't want to freak me out. Yeah, that's lovely. So I was like, oh, bless. Can you wash it now too, please? <laughs> did they get? Did they bin the shirt, or did they send it home? No, I sent it home, and... I washed both of ah. them and sent the one back to them. Yeah. That was a spare. Yeah. Um, but he'd, he'd sort of broken his nose, I think. And I don't know what a broken nose looks like. So we did go to the GP and they said, look, there's so much swelling that you've got to come back mm. just to get it checked. Forgot to go back until the last minute. And you've only got a certain time frame. So we went back. Oh, so if you break a nose and you don't fix it so quickly, it's like plaster of Paris. It's just once it's set. Yep. You got he a, didn't you got use a, the word plaster of Paris, but I pretty much think so. Well, I guess because it starts to heal and then it Yeah, then you've just got a bug nose. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, we have to go like urgently. I was like, oh, cool, no worries. So we had to go to the specialist and they were like, well, if he needs to do you can... There's a thing called add-on for different surgeries. So with their, they've got their surgery list mm. and then if anyone comes in, oh, right. then they're like an adult. It's kind of like frequent... Like, yeah. you know, when you're waiting in a... Standby. Day. Standby mm. for a flight. Oh, I, th- I thought you said... Did you say add-on? That's, mm. what they, that's what someone said to me. They oh. said, oh, you're very lucky to be on the add-on today. I was like, the what? Sounds like, like you go in for your nose and get your boobs that's, done at the yeah, same yeah. time. That's like, what they occurred to me too. <laughs> you want God, yeah. I There's an add-on here. Yeah. Hey, we'll fix his nose and then anything you want because we're, we're free for I know half you're up. sick, sweetheart, but is there anything you're not happy with that you want to change <laughs> now? So we went and had a look and he said, look, you've got two options where you can just let it grow, but it, it will grow he crooked and then he might want to set it when he's older mm. or you can do it now and it's more just a simple one now. Yeah, if it's like, older, oh. they'd have to re-break it and then... I um, know, but you're going in trying to explain to a six-year-old that you might need surgery straight away or not. And mm. I said, look, we will go ahead with that. I said, look, we're just going to go sleep. He goes, I don't like sleep. I said, I know worries, but mum does. So I'll sleep next to you as well. Mm. So we went straight into um, the surgery and I'm trying to prep him for it. So lovely. They come out and they go, what song do you like? And he goes, what? And he goes, what's your favourite song? And he says, moves like Jagger. And they were like, thank God, because today it has only been Frozen songs. Ah. So they were so happy that when we went into the surgery... They wheel him in, and there's got like moves, moves like Jagger. Like Jagger. Okay. Moves All right, guys, let's break this nose and line it back up. Here we go. In three, two, snap. Any add-ons? <laughs> All right. Have you ever had to, a kid that's needed surgery? 
No, I haven't it actually is, had to do that. I reckon. I imagine it's horrific. The anaesthetic would be yeah, the scariest. Yeah, and I just go. My heart goes out to the people that have seriously ill children and that need surgeries all the time mm. or treatments mm. and trying to get drips and blood tests in them because mm. it, it's, it's so hard. And I explained to him that the mask is coming and he's trying to push the mask away. Mm. And the lady was like, "Oh, sweetheart, just I was like holding it on because like, you're allowed to be in there with them mm. while they're going to sleep." And she said, "Look, if you take t- ten deep breaths." I'll take it off. And he just went, <laughs> and then fell asleep. And she said, I've yeah. never seen anyone do it that quickly <laughs> and take it like a competition. And then I got to give him a kiss goodbye, and then you left so in you the don't, room. So you don't stay while they're doing the procedure? You're just there for their, yeah, to keep them calm? Yeah, so nice. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously they're professionals and they're used to doing surgery for, for children. Yeah. And then you sort of leave him and then you <laughs> sit and wait. And Scotty gave me a call, and he had to take him in when he had a celiac test. Mm. It was the same. Yeah. And he said to me, how are you coping? I said, mm, what? And he goes, are you eating? And I went, oh, yeah, they gave me a sandwich. And he goes, are you not crying? I went, nope, yeah. were you? And he goes, I was so upset. They gave me food. I couldn't eat. I was crying. No. Someone had to come and talk to me. I said, oh, no, I'm okay. <laughs> no, come on. You know, Scotty should know you're cold, heartless. Exactly. <laughs> and the only thing he cared about when he woke up is just the um, the drip. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then the next day I was like, should he not do soccer? But nope, was able to Back go to soccer. It. We did. So how do they? Do they shove something up the nose to realign it or something? Or did what, do you know what they did? Oh, I didn't ask. That would make me feel. I think they would just, break, they it just back, break it back, wouldn't they? Crack it back in. Yeah, just crack it back. There you go. And then go and have lunch. God, they got a tough stomach. No, they would eat during it sometimes. No, they, they wouldn't. <laughs> I reckon they would. You, not you can't eat in hey, surgery. Guys, we've got a tray of party pies that the girls in the front reception didn't finish off. Anyone want one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just if here. anyone knows if you've ever eaten... <laughs> you can't, can't eat in surgery. surgery. There is no way they would eat. You, you wouldn't do it over the, the person. Not the over the person. You've got, got the mask on. You toddle off to the corner. You wouldn't touch it. Someone would eat it in your mouth. You don't bring in and go, look, I made this cake. Would anyone like a sample? They're eating party pies, listening to moves like Jagger and They're having a party. Mate. I've seen Grey's Anatomy. I reckon they probably would. If you've seen Grey's Anatomy, they've never they've eaten never in the eaten. surgery. Siobhan watches it all the time. Yeah. Have they ever eaten during uh, Grey's Anatomy surgery? Can't hear. Yeah. No, they do dance a lot, though. They dance a lot. Dancing's allowed. I'm and singing. Yeah, yeah dancing's yeah. allowed. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's bonus footage. you got to... Gotta, the they DVD. drink a lot of water, and I think it's just the most indulgent thing ever because someone approaches them with, with a, a cup straw. and a straw, yeah. and they just go, mm. and like, they, do, is they that? would do it with party pies for sure. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Party people! Abby's 40k birthday. Look, I'm happy that we're giving away 40,000. You seem to get annoyed at me when I'm not excited about turning 40. And I can't, it's. I, I, I don't care. Okay, you you're your like, get excited by it. But it's just, it's a confusing age for me yeah. because you're really getting halfway. Mm. Right. And let's be honest. Well, why? What are you doing later, at 80? What are you planning on doing at 80? Well, I'm saying, like, but even those later years aren't as enjoyable. Yeah. You're on the downward run. You're on the downward run. And there's so many things that I wanted to achieve. And my friends and I have talked about this for 10 years. And Mm. there's a group of girls. We went to school together. There's about 12 of us where we had talked about it for 10 years that we were going to save up and we're all going to go to New York together. It was cool because it was Sex and the City then. Mm. But that's what we always wanted to do. And then with COVID, you can't all get together and everyone's interstate. And some of my friends still haven't stopped having kids. So we've never got around to celebrating it. When you're celebrating it together, it would have been nice. Mm. But it just seems like such a milestone that's like... And you're eh. stuck with us. 
<laughs> my friend, my, my hubby and I are just so mature that we were saying that we, like, we'd still like to go to raves and stuff. Yeah. And it just doesn't look cool after a certain age. I mean, I, we'd go out the hardest on Friday night together. See, this is everyone think... else. We're always the last people at the party. Mm-hmm. That's where I think you're wrong because people under 40 don't do raves. So you'll only have older people. I reckon because they're all the older generation who rave. Yeah, like the only raves, ones raving now. Raves don't rave no more. Mm. But then what is so, it? So no one goes out anymore? No, they do, but they go to nightclubs. Yeah, and I've nightclubs. The, the, the music's different. But Sorry, I, thought, I use the wrong term for you. No, no, I, I want to go to a disco. <laughs> and when you said rave, I, I was picturing you with your lollipop in your mouth and your fluffy boots dancing with your glow sticks again. I never again. did that, but I did right. rock a midriff. Right, okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What else is on your list? See, that's the whole thing. I don't know. Mm. I don't really know how I'm celebrating. And if you, I don't know, if anyone else out there was confused about turning 40, I would love to hear from you, 13, 10, 60, because maybe I'm not describing it that well. Some of my friends and the females said that turning 40 was great. They loved it. They're the same thing, apprehensive about it. (laughs) (laughs) But they said it was just a a bit of a shift, maybe because, as you said, it is the downward spiral. A lot of them said that they were more comfortable with who they are. They'd hit a point where they didn't feel like they had to... I reckon I did that mid-30s. Yeah, right. Yeah, I really felt comfortable and not really the need to try or not the need to hold back with what I'm saying. I remember that That definitely happened, yeah. So I, I was going to say, when, what age was that exactly? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. I've, I've been here five years, so that <laughs> was mid-30s. She's turning it in a couple of years. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a bit funny about it too. Mm. She's a bit... Um, uh, I think... I know it's very different for men and women about turning 40. I think. But in the same same token, like, um, I, I said to her, think about it, 40, like, if would you go back to 20? She's like, nah, no. No, I wouldn't go not. back with it. But it would have been really nice to celebrate it with, like... Everyone. Everyone. The girls. All sitting around talking about it together. Mm. Yeah. All right, Beck and Algesta, how was turning 40 for you? Hey, guys. So, Abby, it's all good. I mm. turned 40 last week on the 7th of April. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, thank you. I've got to say, it was the hardest age to turn. So, don't get me wrong, it is hard. I had a slight mental breakdown the night before. But you know what? I woke up the next morning and I went, this doesn't feel any different to mm. 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm st- I'm still 21. I'm going to act how I want to act and do what I want to do. And it's all good. So, it's liberating. You, you more, more or less... Even more so than normal. Don't give a sh what anyone yes, thinks. Yes, I yeah, that's going to be crazy Good for Lord. me. Oh. Um, but Beck, why did you have a meltdown then? Because I can't really explain it. It's just this. Oh, you ruined I, your last day of your thirties with a meltdown. You know what? <laughs> no, I waited until I went to bed, so I was yeah. all good okay. for the whole day. And then I waited till I went to bed, and I went, "Oh, hang on a minute, I'm going to be forty in the morning." Mm. Um, and I think it was just it just kind of hits you. There's a stigma with forty. That's what um, it is. I think. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's, it's a stigma. Just such a, people go, oh, wow, you don't Ooh, look 40. you're 40. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where 30 would have been fine, but then right. people get this real thing of like, mm. oh, you don't look 40. Oh, I didn't know. And that's also whole... a compliment at the same time, no, isn't no, it? If you don't not. look 40. Mm-mm. It's you not. not. It's basically like going, damn, I didn't realise you were that old. Mm. But I didn't what... realise you were that age. That's old. No, mm. it's never, it's not a nice thing. Well, Julie, turning 40, your experience. Hi. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it scared me at first, um, the number, but, you know, it, it is at the end of the day, it's just a number and, and I just embrace it now and I'm 46 and still feeling pretty cool. So, Did you have a 40th, Julie? Uh, it was just a quiet one with me and my husband because um, mm. 
we move interstate away from our family. So it's funny yeah. though, Julie. Everyone that's sort of going, "Oh, you got to have a big fortieth," and I was like, "Yeah, but did you?" And they're like, "No, no. I didn't want to. I just wanted to spend it with just my family." I was yeah. like, "It's true, isn't it? That everyone wants everyone to celebrate." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to, we want to go to a party. Mm. I mean, we'll we'll throw it for you if you come or not. You it's don't like, have to it's be up there. to you. you don't have to be there. It's up to yeah. you. But we'll have well, like, like a photo wall and a cake and stuff. <laughs> Wouldn't and, be the first birthday you know? I missed. I missed my twenty first. So there we go. <laughs> Other reasons, though. <so. laughs> yeah. Hey, Sarah, turning forty. How did you find it? Oh, it was a bit challenging, um, particularly because mine was last year. So we were in Brisbane mm. and it was locked down. Yeah. So um, I celebrated. I had a unicorn party with my two-year-old and my seven-year-old. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd like a unicorn party, Actually, wouldn't you? Actually, that does sound yeah. pretty cool, Sarah. <laughs> Did you, do you feel different now you're 40, though, or do you feel the same? I actually felt the same. I, I actually didn't like 39. I mm. found that one more challenging. That one felt like, oh, my God, this is the end. Um, but no, I thought, and I guess also because I kind of put it off, I assumed that we would celebrate this year. Yeah. yeah. And now we're not celebrating still this year. So I'll probably be 45 by the time I really realise it's all <laughs> happening. Things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in a big 40 seconds so we can do it t- together, Sarah. We can do that. Hey, Sue. What did Hi. you What did you do at 40? I got pregnant. Yeah, good job. <laughs> that was a big celebration, Sue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you tried a career in real estate and it all sort of stopped and uh, I'm actually sitting next to my beautiful 13, 14-year-old now wow. and we're about to go horse riding, so it keeps you young. It's really, really good. Oh, that's true. Yeah, see, all my friends are still having um, children because they're all professionals, I guess, like you, Sue, mm. um, which has really ruined a lot of our celebrations. <laughs> well, I've actually changed my career. I'm in civil construction now. I'm loving oh. it. So. It was a whole pivot. Yeah. Was, well was a yeah. Yeah. Not a midlife yeah. crisis, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, it's awesome, though. So I'm really, really glad she ended up coming late. And yeah. yeah, fantastic. So. I have to say that. She's next year, but I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Did a uh, Steve Miles and um, popped <laughs> off down to New South Wales for Easter. We've got mates that live at uh, Tweed and um, we go down there quite a bit. Why did Pat's he get annoyed get about out. it though? Because he, he's saying that you need a holiday here and uh, people working in tourism should get a, a handout mm. because of the struggles. Mm. Right. And he, then went over He the also said that he would never, ever spend his money south of the did border. He really? I didn't know he border. said that. Yeah. So when you double down and say the federal government should yeah, give more money to tourism here, <laughs> mm. and why would you go anywhere else and mm. it's not enough and I would never spend any more money anywhere else, and then you pop up in Byron. Yeah. To be fair, I never said any of those good. things. No, so no, you didn't. You have no morals. So it's, it's no, <laughs> no. You said, screw you, Queensland. <laughs> I'm off to Byron Byron. No. And then he's gone, I'm not even Australian, so it's fine. <laughs> went, to the, went to the Tweed, didn't go anywhere near Byron Jail, and there was a gauntlet because we were leaving on the Friday and Thursday. You didn't know what was going to happen, mm. where we were going to get down there and whatnot. I went down and had a lovely four days. I decided to do all the cooking the entire time for everyone, take the pressure off the um, uh, Dan and his You're wife. Really liking like, this cooking thing? I'm loving it, and I have to say that because of what I did. Uh, did they want it though? Huh? You know, when someone on a holiday is like, "I'll handle the cooking, I'll do all of this," and you're like, "Yeah, great," but if your cooking sucks, well, he bought the food for everyone. Mm. He was going to do a nice all thing, right. and he did shopping for it. Yes, so, which so I did in Queensland. So when you did the shopping, I don't think you gave people the choice. You didn't say, I'm going to buy and you guys cook, did you? No, I said, I'm, I'm going to buy everything. and I'm going to do all the cooking. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did you take in dietary requirements? No. Uh, <laughs> they, they eat everything. Uh, <laughs> they do now. Yeah, they They're do. They're now yeah. in hospital yeah. with anaphylaxis. <laughs> no, so, and then day two, I thought, because we got there Friday night, and then Saturday morning I thought, I'll do something nice um, for Kat. I'll set my alarm for six, so I'll get up and look after her because the kids were sleeping upstairs. We had a little place downstairs, so I said, I'll go upstairs. Problem was... 
slap through my alarm. Big night. And it woke that woke her up. That woke her up. So I cook breakfast for everyone. Next night, everyone's a bit tired. So I've gone again, hero. I'm like, you guys go to bed. The kids are still awake. I'll stay up until the kids fall asleep. I'll give them a shush up in about half an hour because it's holidays, whatever. You fell asleep, didn't you? Because your honours are free. You already get the kudos because everyone slaps you on the back and goes, wow, thank you, man. Really? He just wants to stay up and have another beer. Good on you, legend. So I just stayed up watching a bit of TV. It was nice and chill, nice and relaxed. And then I woke up on the couch. Now, this was the Sunday, right? So I woke up on the couch. Easter Sunday? Yeah, Easter Sunday night. So then I've gone, oh, well, I better pop downstairs and, and go to sleep. I woke up on Monday morning, and everybody in that house was going to kill me. Can you guess why? Because it was Monday, and my alarm was set for 3.50, and I left my phone upstairs in the kitchen. Where it was because I was looking at the recipe for all the food I was cooking. Oh, here we go. That's why he told us about the cooking part. (laughs) I was a real jerk face. I'll tell you the one nice thing I did. And because my phone's locked, they can't shut it off. You can press the side button. They didn't know that. They wrapped it in a towel and threw it in the backyard. Oh, no. <laughs> this is like when you go to court. You're trying to, you tried to lift your yes, character completely. there. completely. You committed a murder, mm. but just because you volunteered at the salvos once <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean we're just going to be like, say. <laughs> so I cooked everyone breakfast again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I had to set my alarm. I was marinating the bacon at that time. <laughs> That's why the I fed us. <laughs> yeah. Why is your alarm set for 3.50? Why do you not turn it off on holidays? I forgot to. That was the first day of holidays. But do you reoccur it? Because I turn it yes, on every day. Does. Yeah, no. I have to check it. He just... And it's I said never it for Monday, Tuesday, you, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, but it doesn't work for you. You sleep in it. I've been late twice this year, and that was, that was not the phone's fault. It's, it's only April. April. <laughs> <laughs> and we it's started like back in February. <laughs> that was a charging issue, not an alarm issue. Yeah, but if you stay that trend, mm. you, you're sleeping in twice a month. Well, obviously I need yeah. it. That's twice this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously Why don't you cook it. us uh, breakfast and yes. we'll forgive you? <laughs> we, we do not forgive you if we realise that every time you were annoying, you would just cook for everyone. Yeah. We'd never cook again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Are you working company, you guys? Bake, bake an egg burger, please. <laughs> Barbecue sauce, flat white. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment. To reflect. Mm. I was up with my uh, youngest for at one o'clock. He wouldn't go back to sleep. Maybe it was the cold. Maybe the cold snap. But he's just naughty at the moment. You know, you just feel like just you shouldn't say bad things, but you just do. And at one in the morning, he came into our bed and he had a bob- bottle and he's like, "I want wiggles." <laughs> and he was like screaming. And then it got to like two thirty. I was just tired. I was like, "The wiggles are dead." <laughs> oh my god. Now that's the wrong thing to say, right? At that time in the morning. And I thought that he would cry, and I was like, I'm just joking. And he goes, you're naughty, Mama. You're naughty. And I was like, oh, God, okay. Went to say goodbye to him this morning. He goes, no, please. No. I better hope nothing win. happens to the Wiggles either. I know, right? <laughs> the Wiggles, the wiggles <laughs> are dead. I mean, Mate, I've been I'm, not, I'm not judging you. I get just it. Just with a screaming kid for no particular reason going, I want Wiggles, 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 Wiggles. And I was like, the Wiggles are dead. I get it. You, you weren't you. You're not you when you're tired. I was me. I, <laughs> you're not I, was like, <laughs> I was at the edge, man. I what are you going to say? Slip. And then when he's what, asking he didn't even for go Scott. to bed till like 10 p.m. What is with him? He's two. Mm. Yeah. I was watching a Wiggles marathon. <laughs>
<laughs> then you feel bad and you start going, what are the wiggles on tour? I really should buy tickets. They're back alive, Mum! And then you're like, can I give a kiss? <laughs> no, please, he says. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. A lovely wife and I uh, spent this weekend in Sydney. Child free. Nice. Ooh, which was nice. It was a nice little, uh, little trip away with the children, without the children, I should say. But my wife had been there earlier for work. Packing for children mm. sucks, man. Mm. It really sucks. Because when I pack for me, I'm like, I'll wear the same <laughs> pair of shorts twice. If I'm going out, maybe throw some jeans in, mm. t shirt, and a button up in case, you know, something fancy. Done. Done. Even, I mean, even think, you had to pack for them to go away. Yeah, you mean, I packed oh, for the kids. I, and normally she gone. does all that. Usually she right. does. I didn't know when anything was. And you got to get her favourite shoes. That's exactly right. If Esther sees them in photos and they don't look as good as they should, I'll or be in trouble for that. you don't have enough warm clothes. And do, do yes. I, it's, we're in that part where do I pack winter jammers? And do or? they want to take them out swimming because then you've got to pack the swimmers. That's exactly right. And then right. their favourite towel. And How many pairs goggles, of underwear will that hat? be? Man, what you're saying here is stressful. you just appreciate your wife. Yes. Stressful. <laughs> Stressed. I need a holiday from my holiday. <laughs> it's not going to work because you're going to have to pack for the kids again. They come, no, they yeah. should. Will. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, she's back. She's back. Thanks, but no thanks. Roy packs herself. It's great. Oh, yeah. I think we can all agree. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know if Maddie does, but you've got a certain amount of steps that you want to get to each day. A lot of people do that. 10,000 steps every day. I think at the moment... Everyone's getting them because how many times a day does this happen? I'm just going to pop out to the. Oh my god, I've got to get my mask on. Mm. Uh, you can get out of your car, you're halfway to car. Oh my god, I've got to get my mask Because you see someone with a mask You see on. someone with a mask Has anyone had to do the t shirt? Yeah, I've done I've that. I've had to do that. I was like, oh, yeah, when you've forgotten it. Yeah. So you've either got to find something in the car to wrap around you and you're like, is that appropriate? It's undies, but who cares? Whatever. Yeah. I, I was trying. <laughs> Some sort of weird fetishist. Well, you're like, well, I want the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Just, I've got, um, can't you say you just got a health reason you don't have to wear it? I couldn't, no, I couldn't lie. Would yeah. you do that? No. And they said, so what is it, Matthew? What is the condition you have? Amnesia. Haragonvalophagus. <laughs> oh, my God. Like <laughs> sounds like Sesame Street. Sounds like you got to end it with itis. I forgot. You don't have a lot of time. No, no. <laughs> That's why I'm breathing as much of this beautiful oxygen as I can. Haragonvalophagus itis. Sorry, what was it again? Haragonvalophagus itis. Named after the man that discovered it. Yes. Harry Haragonvalophagus. Steve. Oh, different one. Anyway, got off track. Thanks for no thanks. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That's the podcast. Have a great one. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on B105.